Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairway Finders. We are on episode number 27. Um, joined as per usual by Steve and Donica. How are you doing, lads? All right, boys. How are you, lads? What's the crack, bro? How are you, mate? Good now, good. Had a, had not listened back to uh, the episode last week with John Murphy. Really enjoyed it. He was an absolute sound lad. So if anyone hasn't uh, given that a listen, please go back and give it a listen because I think it was a very, very good one. Not very, very vain of you, bro. Ah, go, going back, listening back to your, you know, your own work. To be fair, I was, only, I was only in the podcast for about 15 minutes, so. Nah, that's a good point. Mate, I was only in the podcast for about 15 minutes because my fucking internet <laughs> kept on going. I had to hold the fort down again, as usual. As per huh? usual, yeah, as per usual. Yeah. Jesus, I was like, I was like a duck on a on a fucking pond with it uh, with it last week because my internet my internet kept on jumping out on me, and we were obviously trying to be all smooth and relaxed and having the conversation, and then every couple of minutes the thing would drop on my end, and I'd be scrambling trying to get back, and then I'd come back into the conversation and be like, hmm, interesting. I Can I ask you, like forty Dolly, seconds? Can I ask you, Daddy, what a duck on a pond? Do you want to elaborate on that? What's yeah, have you ever seen a duck on a pond? Yeah, he just swims He looks around, like he's he? chilling out. He looks like he's serene, but then under the water, his legs are going absolutely 90. Ah, right. Thanks for that. I didn't oh, know that was a, a phrase. Do they, not have, do they not have analogies down the water for that? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> we're we're, say. we're uh, straight up folk. They don't have ducks. There's Clearly. no wildlife in that in our water. They wouldn't survive in that is, is Pokemon getting big down in Waterford? Not nah, Pokemon Go, like the actual cartoon. Nah, it hasn't got there yet. So we're just no. getting the the dial up this year, like yeah. Well, they're, still on, year. they're still on. Uh, they're still on a uh, Rosie and Jim down there. Like I've heard, I've heard water <laughs> off a duck's back, and takes like a duck to water, but I haven't heard like a duck in a pond before. Don't I think that's that's a new one on me. No man, it's pretty well known. I think Is you're it? fine. Okay. If, if yeah. any of our listeners haven't heard of that analogy, please tweet us in and give Dunica abuse. It turns out I have made it up. Well, then, if I've made up an analogy, doesn't that make me kind of some sort of genius? I was going to say, if anything, that's really actually no caliber. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, sorry, I've, I've, uh, that's enough duck talk for once. Yeah. No, look, lads. To be honest, right? I, I need to, I, I, I need to talk about Tiger Woods straight off the bat because. You know, I, oh, I, biggest I, thing, biggest story in golf is yeah. always Tiger. Let's get it's going. Just, yeah, you know, to see him, he, I know he did a press conference to see him just taking pictures and first of all, looking swole as fuck as per usual. He's clearly only he's just been doing upper body for the last nine months because he looks. Oh Jesus, he was going to the stack, wasn't he? City. He looks, um, he looks like a cloud. Yeah, like man, he's gonna be up there with Bryson, I'd say, on on those drives. Like mother of God. Now, obviously, I don't think his uh, back would be able to uh, take it, but still, Jesus Christ, he looks huge. But uh, you know, great, great to see him back. Um, I know we've uh, mentioned it before in the pod, and after the crash and everything, you know, there was talk of him maybe never being able to walk again, let alone swing a club. So, you know, I, I just like to be honest, lads, I just have this really, really weird feeling that it's just inevitable. 
that he's going to win again. Like, like, I don't know what it is. I just have full confidence that he's winning a big let me Let me play, let me play you something. Let me play you this. So this is one of the questions that was asked to him in the press conference in the Bahamas today. How realistic was amputation as an option? What's that? How realistic was amputation? Like, was that really Yeah, it was on the table. And my other question is, um, if, sorry. Um, I, I forgot. Go ahead. All right, uh, Brian on the right. So that's Tiger. That's Tiger today being asked about the possibility that his leg was going to be amputated after the crash. And Tiger candidly says, yep, it was on the table. To which the reporter is just totally on the floor and is trying to um, kind of take that in. Yeah. To, and, and to which he totally forgets whatever his next question is. So, I mean, from my perspective, to see Tiger up walking, uh, he made a funny quip today about, you know, oh, I built this lovely house, lovely big house, but then I realized maybe it's too big because I have to walk around on it in crutches for three months or on crutches, should I say. I, oh, am I going to say it? Listen, it's Tiger. Tiger can do anything, but I don't, I think this is now end game in terms of Tiger the athlete. And I think we're now in the realm of, Tiger, 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 the human, and Tiger, the, um, you know, Tiger. Well, Tiger already is a legend. But if you were to ask me now, is he going to win another major, having with that leg nearly having to be amputated, and and what he'd said in the press conference today? No, I don't think so. I think, I think it's now competitively, competitively speaking, I think it's done. I think you're completely wrong, Donny. I, 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 I would agree. love I to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. Lads, the reason you're getting swept away and thinking Tiger can do this is because of the four back surgeries and 2019 and the Masters. And I get it because it was the greatest comeback in the history of sports. And it just, it tears in your eyes kind of stuff. Every single person who loves sport to any degree had tears in their eyes watching that. But this isn't a Marvel comic book. He nearly lost his leg. But nearly lost his leg. You know, he's back. He's back walking. He's back swinging a club. And it's only what? How long ago since the accident? Um, nine months, I think. Yeah. Oh, Ten yes, months. Yeah. People said he'd never walk again. Nine months. He's already back swinging a club. So what's he going to do in another year? Like, again, look, I, I, he's not going to he's not going to come back and, and win the FedEx Cup and be a, a season dominator or event back to back event dominator like he used to be. But I don't see any reason why he doesn't turn up to the players in two years. Or something along that line, and and come out and win it. Whether he'll win a major again, look, I don't know. I, I think I think he'll win. He will win something. It mightn't be the. I think most- I think under certain circumstances on a certain golf course with a certain field, can can he win another PGA Tour event? I think yes, he can. Can he win another major? I'm gonna say that's probably too far. Do I want to be wrong? Yes. Do I hope I'm wrong? Yes. I would fucking love to be wrong and and i know people said this back in 2015 he's done he's done he's done i just think this time you know i, I don't I just how can he come back again I, I, well i think we should would, be taking it would even defy tiger it would even defy his resilience to come back let's take in a baby step sign you know what i mean Let, let's get him back in a in yeah, an event first yeah, when he's enough. back in an event we'll see how he is 
Um, like that's, that's true. obviously that's obviously the goal for him. We can we can speculate as much as we want, but until he actually puts a peg in the ground and, and tees off on the first, uh, I'd say whole. Far, I know it's it's good good to talk about, good to debate. But I think the the only thing that golf wants or needs now is a happy and healthy tiger who's still involved in the game in some capacity. If that's you know. Obviously, a Ryder Cup captaincy is gonna is gonna come to pass. A President's Cup captaincy is gonna come to pass. Um, if that's even just you know hitting ceremonial tee shots, that's not gonna be Tiger style. He wouldn't even no. do that. But but to have him back and maybe to you know put his energy into like his son Charlie has the most insanely balanced golf swing. Um, just have him back and just the fact he's still knocking around and he's fully functional and once he's happy, golf is happy. Yeah, there's a father-son tournament coming up in the not-too-distant future that apparently they're holding a spot for him in case he's able to play. He's not ruled himself out yet. Um, but even something like that to ease his way back into it, whether it's this year or next year, that's probably the, the logical way. He did also say, like, a, obviously, it's an obvious answer, but he said, are you going to play in, or would you like to play in the Open, 150th Open? And he said, I'd absolutely love to be there. So, again, like, whether Tiger's going to, he's always been a bit... Uh, bit of a character with the media so you'd always have to take some of the things he says with a pinch of salt given how media trained the guy is but um the fact he's even saying that and not completely ruling it out who knows maybe he might turn up try and make a cut maybe do with tom watson on it from a few years ago um coming out of out of nowhere a really good narrative for the the tournament in saint andrews but yeah it'd be, even to see him teeing it up there which is what's eight months away that'd be that'd be unbelievable Oh, it'd be incredible. It'd be, it'd nice. be like, the biggest story that week, no matter who won. Really. You know, yeah, no matter what. I, I have to say, though, like, like, look, you know, I'm not trying to insinuate anything, but with Tiger's amount of money, doctors, the medication, quote-unquote, that he could possibly get his hands on, the genetics he has, you know, I, I again, not saying he's going to win a, a major next year, but, lads, I really oh, you did. wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Really well. Yeah, no, I would. Well, as I said, bro, he's not going into to Waterford Regional Hospital and sitting in, sitting in the, in, in the <laughs> waiting room yeah, like, for forty so minutes for that an is X-ray. That a boy? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. so he's uh, yeah. Look, he's the, the guy is superhuman. He's going to get superhuman. The Tiger Woods equivalent of doctors is going to be treating him and surgeons and, and um, physios yeah. and and sports uh, medicine, yeah. Yeah. Doc, everything. Like so, you know, I, I like again. I'm not trying to again claim. Oh, he's definitely going to win a major next year. I'm not saying that, but. What Jesus, are you saying, bro? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. Like, geez, yeah. if if I was if I was a betting man, I'd nearly bet on him over uh, Rory for a, an all major next year. But like, ah, Jesus, <laughs> ah, ne- ah, come, come ah, on, now, bro. So ah, if ne- I ah, down with that sort oh, of thing, that was, bro. That was if would would you take bro. would you take a fifty dollar bet that Tiger will win a major, and I'll say he won't win a major next season. Net like. 2022 or like or like yeah. after that just yeah, 2022 no, just, yeah money where your mouth is oh, see, I, see I, I don't know if he'll play in any of them that's 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 the problem well, that, well let's avoid bet well, how is he, he gonna win the, if he puts a tee in the ground the bet is if he on. puts a tee yeah, in the ground for all four majors grant i'll, I'll put a 50 dollar bet on ah uh, see so you're, you're the terms and conditions are coming out further and Steve, further here now Steve, well, can i, I make like, a side bet with you go on my side bet is um I reckon by the end of this podcast, Brew is gonna be bankrupt. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm too too fair now. I just yeah, I don't know. I just wouldn't put a past him. I think if he if he puts a, a T in the uh, ground in, in all four, I think he could easily show up, especially to like the the latter part of uh 
Well, there's no, there's no way he's gonna play at Augusta. There's just no way. No, I don't think he'll play at uh, Augusta. I think he'll, he might. I'm thinking like maybe, maybe like the was the U.S. Open is 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 last, is it? Uh, PGA is. Oh no, PGA got moved forward, didn't they? Yeah, see, I don't know. See, yeah, I think they've they, swapped them. Yeah, they swapped them around, so I think the US Open is last now. Anyway, look, I don't know. I think he had a decent chance at the last one, but um, yeah, anyway. Um, Can I just, before we move yep. on, I want to mm-hmm. get your thoughts on one aspect of today, and obviously this is the first time we've spoken to media since the accident. Um, I don't know how I feel about this myself, but it was pointed out that there was no very little in the way of coverage or questions or anything in terms of the actual accident itself and now <laughs> i am not going to be the guy to ask tiger woods what the fuck happened yeah. because i don't have the balls to do that no. but maybe that was like i would have thought that should have been raised or addressed i'm guessing it was maybe put in uh, like a little black box and said, this is under no circumstance. Can you speak about this? This is off the table. But I just thought it was strange that nothing's been said. Now, maybe there's an ongoing investigation, but I just thought that was weird. Yeah, I I agree. But look, I think think you could probably say something very similar with a lot of press conferences around a lot of sports. There's always a a kind of a glaring question that you think is asked and isn't asked. And I always think there's a reason why that, that is, you know, um, you need to get Jeff Shreves in there. Jeff Shreves doesn't give a shit. Yeah. No, Daniel. Yeah. Sorry, boy. I think, I think we're missing. I think you're missing something. I think that was asked. I think they said to him, can you give us your recollection of the, the actual day itself of, of or what happened? And he said, anything has been, I don't know the exact quote, but he said, it's all in the police report. Sorry. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't Sorry. want to, which I, I think is a fair response. Like the guy's yeah. been fucking through, through torture the last eight months. A guy's asking him a, f- a fair question. I, I wouldn't yeah. have an issue. No, with. I, I, and I should have, I should have clarified at the top of that point that yeah, he was, he was asked at the very top and he just said, yeah, listen, it's all in the police report. Yeah. Which is, I suppose, I suppose it's fair enough. Yeah. It's um, like, it's none of your fucking business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> true. I guess true. so. I guess so. My journalism hat is on. I want to know what happened. <laughs> but like, what, like we know what happened. He was driving a car and it went off the road and he, he almost lost his leg. Like, do you know what I mean? What? Well, what, yeah, what are you looking but, for? I mean, well, I mean, it's interesting that he traveled. Don't quote me on distances, but he cr- he crossed the road and was seemingly unresponsive to the fact that he was on the wrong side of the road and then off the road for quite a distance. I'm not going to quote, if the, but it was a it was a peculiar accident. I mean, it was. It was not, it this is all with, with with Tiger's like. With Tiger's best interests and health at hand, like was it? Did he fall asleep at the way? What you know? Yeah. Or did he, anyway. did he just? Did he, was he just simply speeding too fast and just lost control of his car? I mean, the one thing you know is that they've said it. There was no drugs or alcohol in his system, yeah. so at least you know there's that. But I mean, I guess as Steve said, at the end of the day, he crashed, nearly lost his leg, and now he's trying to come back. So yeah, you know. I reckon he was. And, a- and, and listen, and listen, like. It doesn't matter in the in in context to the fact that he's okay, the fact that he's making a recovery, the fact he can walk, the fact he can swing a golf club. That is that far outweighs this aspect of the whole story. But it's just, mm. you know, it's a it's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. No, I, I I totally agree. Um, so another thing, I hope you don't mind me like just assuming that we're okay to uh, move on to something else. But one thing I want to talk about really quickly is uh, this Saudi golf crack because 
you know, I know we've talked about it again in previous podcasts, but when the list of golfers that are quote unquote confirmed for this, fuck me, lads, I didn't think it'd be that A, that big a list as in as like as long as it is, but B, I did not think it would be the top lads in it. And Jesus, they have not all of the top players, but more than I was expecting. Well, bro, let me let me jump in there and then I'll mute myself because I know um Donny Donny has some some strong opinions on it. Look, I I don't have a problem with I it. I, have, I think I have normal opinions on it. I wouldn't I, say they're strong. So I think so. I, I'd say strong now, Donny. I'd say I'd say anyway. Um, I I don't have a problem with it. These these are guys out to make a living. They're getting an invite to go and play a golf tournament in a in a country, and they're taking advantage of it. Um, this is a debate that we had over in over in Dubai. You know, if if we got a call to to cover an event in Saudi, Donny said, "No, absolutely not. I wouldn't go." I said, "Yeah." No problem. How, how much are you going to pay me to, to go over and, and visit? What 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 star of hotel am I going to stay in for the the time I'm there? So, um, yeah. Look, I, I again, it's it's just the way you earn a living. I don't have a problem. Well, with I'd it. go as well, Steve. I'd go as well. But the only problem is, is the whole controversy around it. Like, you know, if it was well, if Steve goes to Saudi Arabia and covers this tournament, he's banned from the PJ for life. I'm telling you right now, you wouldn't be getting on a plane. Like, do you know what I mean? Yep. That's or, else you, or else, or else you'd be out of this fucking podcast ASAP. So it, it's lo- so it like, looks yeah. like so that tournament, that tournament is not sanctioned by the PGA Tour. It's not, now, and they haven't released is, any of the players either for it. There, so there, there was, uh, it was conceivable that uh, playing in the in the golf tournament without without sanction from the, from the PGA Tour would mean expulsion from the PGA Tour. I've read, and I could be wrong. That that's not on the table. That can't happen. But what is likely going to be the case, ironically enough, is players who play on this in this rogue tournament that's not sanctioned by any of the tours will have to pay a fine for playing in said tour. Yeah. Now they 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 can't be expelled. They can't be expelled from future tournaments. They can't be given suspensions. They can't be have their cards ripped up. Nothing like that. I I kind of like that to be on the table, if I'm being honest. (laughs) But uh, they can be fined, which is ironic and and hilarious. But then that's that's a that's hypocritical, right? Because the the European Tour now the DP Tour DP World Tour, they hosted an event in Saudi Arabia last last February, um, which was won by DJ and Tony Finau came second to him. So why why now is it is it an issue for them to do? Well, no, that's an issue too. So right here's the crux of my problem with this. So quickly, I'll give you just to name a few of the golfers, and this isn't a vilification thing. I'm genuinely curious about where the right thing to do stands in this, right? So you've got Abe Answers playing, Casey Bryson, Tom Fleetwood, Garcia Hatton, DJ, Cockrack, Saudi Golf Ambassador, uh, Shane Lowry, G Mac, Phil, uh, Usti, Poulter, Zander, Adam Scott, Stenson, and Westwood and Bubba Watson are all playing in it, right? Fair enough. So the Saudi government, it's now known beyond any conceivable doubt that they order critics to be murdered, chopped up into little pieces in, in consulates in Istanbul. And that's just one instance. There's been about 250 critics of, of Mohammed bin Salman who in some way, shape or form have been silenced, whether they've gone missing, whether they've been incarcerated for, for trivialities of the legal system, whether they've been murdered. So all of these things are happening. So basically, if you don't like what Mohammed bin Salman is doing in Saudi Arabia, um, you get killed. So that's like, you can level criticisms at uh, 
the Emiratis. You can level criticisms at the UAE. You can level criticisms at Qatar, and and they're valid. But this is like this is naked evil. And like to, to paraphrase a, a well an often used quote that the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That sounds real hyperbolic and dramatic. But what I'm trying to figure out is if I'm one of these golfers, all those names I read out there, I would imagine have at least at least $20 million earnings on the PGA Tour, sorry, in their careers beyond... Uh, and that's before we get into uh, sponsorships and on appearance fees and all that shit, right? So they are extremely wealthy. They like they could be incredibly ignorant in terms of what goes on in Saudi Arabia. Maybe like they haven't watched a distant or they don't follow the news. Okay, fair enough. Um, it, like that's I mean the, the country. Maybe they live in their own little fantasy land. But just if I was in that situation with that platform and I knew that. That that Saudi tournament that was that was held with the European Tour involved, it wasn't as direct a involvement as what this is now because this is blatant pure sports washing. But it's by Saudi Arabia to say, yeah, I know we murder people, but hey, we're not actually nice guys. And here, you know, the left hand, the left hand, you know, is is has like a sock puppet and is entertaining you while the right hand is has a bone saw on its hand. Well, like, why 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 is why is this year sports washing and last year wasn't? What what's the difference? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of last year's event in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. I don't know. And if the European Tour are in bed with the Saudis as well, well, they can't be because this is coming on as a as a like this is the start of a a, a competitive product to both the PGA Tour and the European Tour. Like park morals, get rid of all the morals. Who gives a shit about you know the killings and whatever else? Um this is a competitor who's trying to come into golf and disrupt it by, by having this like, and it's the same with this premier golf league. It's the same crack. Um, so they can't be allies of each other just purely in a competitive standpoint. Yeah. But, so to, but, to let like, you know, what, Donnie, just sorry to call across you, right? Well, the go on, go the, on, yeah, the 20, 2021 Saudi international uh, hosted by the European tour had DJ Fino, Justin Rose, Victor Hovland, Rasmus Hoygaard, uh, Tyrrell Hatton, Sergio Garcia, Kevin Lash, yeah. Shane, Shane Lowry, Guido. Um, so, like, what, what's the difference now? And Phil, Phil turned up as There's well. There's no difference. There's no difference. Like, there, there isn't difference. What I'm saying is, here's here's my conundrum, and I've been I've been actually thinking about this the last couple of days. Right? How many degrees of separation do you need to um, involvement towards something evil? before it's okay so if i try and phrase that better so as in shane like shane larry or I'm, I'm not i'm not picking on shane larry i'm not picking on any of them but i mean if if they assume some of them know how shady the saudi the saudi arabian regime is and the kind of shit that they get up to right it means either they don't give a shit or they feel like there's enough degree of separation. It's like, hey, and this is just a, this could be a justifiable point too. Hey, listen, Fury and Poulter, I'm just a golfer. Like this is a major tournament. I want to test myself against the best. It's a great golf course. I'm not a politician. This isn't my fight. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just I'm trying to work it out in my head. How much separation is enough separation for it to be all for 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 your own moral compass to be you know on an even keel but then to come back to that right and a, a different sport i know but are, are you then are you then taking part in this 
um, this whole thing. Are you, are you pro Saudi because you're going to watch when Liverpool play Newcastle on Sky Sports on a Sunday? And for anyone that, that for a bit of context, Newcastle has just been bought over by a, a Saudi Arabian led. Well, no, the Saudi government. The Saudi government. Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. So, like by you could by you consuming Newcastle United in the the Premier League, are you not? Well, there you go. Take a part so in they, so, so there, how, how far do you go? How like well, how yeah, far? Does yeah, it go? so there you go. So so that's that's a extreme degree of separation in the context that um, because the Saudis exist in a in a sports product. But listen, I abhorrent like head should have rolled. How the Premier League let that happen is just is so fucked up. How the Saudis now own Newcastle, like and and I know the Premier League. Listen, this is a bit of a diversion. The, the Premier League uh, chief executive had resigned over it um, and how it was handled was fucking disgusting. Like, so this, this is what we're talking about is this the, the, the degrees of separation. Me as a consumer of the Premier League, as a lifelong Liverpool fan, am I now complicit in the Saudis murdering a journalist? I don't think so. Do I think it's an optimal situation? No, it's absolutely not an optimal situation. Do I think that this, like the golfers going agreeing to go to Saudi are closer to the root of that evil and and the the you know the the, the cogs that are at play there i mean i think it's reasonable to say yes well, is look, it close enough for is it close enough for them to go well actually fuck this i have enough money shove that tournament up your hole because you know you're 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 a bunch of bad eggs basically yeah yeah maybe no, it's I, not it's not their fight like it's i get you it's, i look, complicated like, i'm not i'm not blind or not not Deaf to, to what's going on, like over there, and and some of the, the stories that have come out, and some of the atrocities. But like, if I if I'm like, obviously, I'm not a professional golfer, not a professional media person. But if I'm basically, I I wouldn't would I go over to Saudi Arabia, <clears throat> get a job, pay taxes over there, raise a family? No, I I just wouldn't. I don't think it's the right the right type of environment. Would I as a let let's say as a member of the media, would I go over there, take the money that they are given? And come back and and use it for whatever I wanted to. Then yeah, I, like I would, whether whether it's a great country, whether it's a bad country, like if it's a job, you, I mean. yeah. But but if it's a job, money money is money. You you need income. So yeah. well, I, like Steve, I things though, it's not. Just what if you? So what what if you're the guy have enough money for a certain life? Like it's what the, if you're the guy who sold the Saudis all the bone saws? Is that cool as well? Like, but that that's different. Business. That's different. You see. Well, I think look, see, now we're getting closer. Pardon me. You're going to say closer, closer to the bone, aren't you? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think okay, fair though, right? Look, this is, this is my opinion on it. My biggest qualm with this is I feel like it's going to start, we're going to start talking about this Premier League golf, Super League golf, whatever you want to call it. And there's going to be these tournaments that big players can go to. There's no consequence, there's no cut. All they care about is going over, playing, getting shitloads of money. And that's not how it should be. It's not how it should be. In the Premier League, thank God that was stopped. It's like it's just that's not how it should be in any sport. It should be competitive, and it should be all players, not just the biggest, best players, get to go and have it this this fun all the time. That there's no consequences to playing bad. Like that's not how sports should be. Oh, I, so I entirely agree. Like, with this. Like, I think, but I I think, and I think it's a valid qualm, but I think it's a it's a separate issue, and it's a it's 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 less of a critical issue, in in the sense that. Um, like it, it could it could be 
whatever. It could be John Henry who's decided, oh, I want this new Premier, you know, this new Premier Golf League. John Henry, you know, you can have your opinions of him. As, so that's the owner of Liverpool Football Club for anyone who is, who's not in that context. Like, if he set up a Premier Golf League, I'd be totally against it in terms of the sporting element. But at least I know, I mean, at least I think I know, John Henry doesn't chop up journalists. <laughs> do you know? Like, yeah. no, I, so I, I think you gotta, we got to, like, these guys, these guys are like, and I don't mind putting this on record. I don't care. Like, I mean, I'm just speaking my truth and speaking what, what, what I think is a, this is the right thing in that these are really bad dudes. These are really mm-hmm. fucking bad guys. This is a Bond villain who's come in and go and gone, hey, I'm going to run a golf tournament. This is like, this is Pablo Escobar when, when he used to ring up all the Brazilian players and say, hey, come and play in my, in my fucking prison. And yeah, I know. Cash. Look, I, I get you that, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be pro, pro Saudi or anything like that. But all I'm saying is, like, the, the one thing for me that stood out from the trip to to the DP World Tour is that this is this is work for for the media people there, for the for the golfers there, and for for the journalists, uh, the photographers, whatever. It's it's just work. It's not like they're yeah. going there. Like no one's coming back home saying, "Oh, you know, I I love the Saudis." coming back wearing the local local Saudi gear when they get back you know, it, it's, it's just a job apart from it's Newcastle like, fans apart from exactly <laughs> apart from Newcastle fans but look it, it, it's just a job like if someone if someone said to me we'll pay you X amount of money to come over cover the tournament um, do a couple of interviews with the players we'll fly you over put you up in a hotel I'd say yeah nope. oh, yeah, no, and, and see yeah. I would too and see I would too I want to make that perfect clear I would too however if there was any issues then of like that we'd be banned from the, the PGA or the European tour for doing so, then that's right. Like we shouldn't do it. But yeah, t- t- but, but, but that's, that's, that, yeah. I mean, mate, that's a microcosm to exactly what's gone fucking wrong. Like you've seen that entire situation purely through your own self-interest and nothing beyond that. As in, oh yeah, no, I'd go, that'd be fine. But Jesus, if it meant that I couldn't go to my PGA tour events afterwards, well, then I wouldn't do it. Like that, that's, but that that's has to exactly be, the fucking problem, isn't it? I, I think that's a legal battle, though, because you can't restrict someone's right to work. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, wh- why, wh- why yeah, can't I travel to? I don't know. Listen, boys, we can. No, get listen. It's a moral. It's a moral thing, and there's no right. The, the, there's no right and wrong. Now, listen. This is probably the heaviest podcast we've ever yeah, done. Yeah, fucking hell. And I'm, and sorry, like, listen. You're either interested in it. No, it if you have said, a take though. on it, yeah. for for our listeners, if you have a take on it, I would personally absolutely love to hear what you have to think on this as in if you're if you're a golfer would you go to saudi would you be fine with it would it keep you up at night would you feel a bit weird but supporting your family and you know and and your your livelihood trumps that there's no wrong answer there's no i i have a certain position on it so just to, to roll back a little bit in terms of like going to cover it this is a hot topic now for the Qatar World Cup next year. In that, mm. um, and the guy who I always go back to because I just think he's a phenomenally good journalist is Miguel Delaney. Miguel Delaney tackles these issues up front as a proper journalist does. And he was asked, like, are you, well, if you're so against the Qatar World Cup and, and all the, you know, the thousands of migrant workers that have died building the stadium, so in, you know, awful conditions, blah, blah, you know, would you go? Surely you'd boycott it. And you go, no, of course I'd go. It's my job to report on these things. So <laughs> if, I, if we were to go to Saudi and like, like, yeah, I'll go to Saudi, but I mean, if I if I come across some things that are wrong or see, like I'm going to report on it as it should be reported on. Now I'm not like 
does that then veer into some sort of dangerous territory? Like maybe Possibly. would it be the right thing to yeah. do? I'd For say, me, I'd it would be. If you're going to report about it though, or do it whenever you've left the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm and the it'd be like fucking uh, in uh, that movie Argo. You can you can breathe when the wheels have, have like left the tarmac. I've left the tarmac right. exactly, exactly. Um, okay, look, sure, look, we'll um we'll uh, move on. I do I do think that was a it was an interesting topic. I mean, you know, it has to be said, and I'm you know I'm kind of glad that we have differing opinions because I think that's uh, important, yeah. you know. But um the 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 golf this week, which Tiger Woods is actually at, so he's just there as a kind of a face or showing face that he's actually okay now, is the Hero World Challenge. Um. So it's quite a small um, tournament, I guess. Um, but 20, 20 boys, well, yeah, 20, 20 field, invitational only. Um, I think, uh, like, Henrik Sensen's there because didn't you win it last year? Uh, Steve, do you know the actual, like, the full parameters of how you qualify? I know it's world rankings, it's probably major champions. No, I don't know. It's invitational as far as I'm aware. I don't think there's any, like, uh, like you have to have done this or that. Maybe I'm wrong. But, um, mm-hmm. So the event, it, there, it, 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 it's on the official PGA Tour calendar, but it doesn't offer any FedEx points or official money. Um, the, the event, Brew, as you mentioned, um, it is, revolves around Tiger. It's held as a benefit for the Tiger Woods Foundation. Okay, and because cool. obviously Tiger is, is heading it uh, as a figurehead, he has got a, a good field uh, in place there. So we have, um, similar to the, the DP World Tour, Championship, McElroy and Morikawa are at the top of the betting, and I'd be pretty surprised if if both both McElroy and Morikawa aren't fighting it out again on on Sunday. Um, but this time they have a little bit stronger competition, although obviously a much you know half the field that they would have encountered um a couple of weeks ago in in Dubai. So they have um in terms of top ten players in the field, there's Justin Thomas, there's Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley, and Bryson DeChambeau. Um, making up the the players in the top ten. So the event has been at its uh, current home in the Bahamas since 2015. Um, so we have plenty of course for him to go off. the The track we're playing on it's the Albany course in the Bahamas. It's a 7,414 yard par 72, designed by the Big Easy Ernie Els. Um, so it's uh even though it's a, it's a long course there there's five par threes on it. There's five par fives and there's eight par fours. It's pretty unique um, type of, of course set up uh, in terms of previous results that we've had here since it moved over to Albany. Um, you're looking somewhere between uh, 18 under right up to 25 under is uh, the, the type of, um, scoring that we've seen over the last um, five, six years. Obviously, last year there was no event because of COVID, but then Henrik Stenson won it in 2019 from John Ram. Um, the, the big thing that stands out is actually the, the margin of victory. So f- five, uh, four of the last five renewals of it have been won by um, two strokes or more, and three of those were over three strokes or more. So it tends to be one guy gets hot and runs away with it. But um, for, for the week, you're going to be looking at guys that get on well in in birdie fests um, that hit the ball a long way and obviously that can can make some pots as well. So in terms of the betting, just finally, um, we have joint favourites. Well, McElroy's actually gone slight favourite at this point 
Morikawa next in the betting, followed by Justin Thomas. And uh, and then you have the, the rest of the boys after that. So, yeah, pre- pretty interesting tournament, 20-man 20, 20 field, pretty unique. Uh, so, yeah, over to you, boys. What, what, are you, what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll go first. Um, I think it's a very interesting field. Um, I'm just noticing here on William Hill, I have the odds up in front of me, McElroy and Morikawa are still level on on this bookmakers. Um, right. Bryson is then second favorite now. He's he's after dropping into 10, 10, 10 to one. So, and then you have uh, Hovland, Thomas at eleven, Speed at Speed and uh, Shoffley at twelve. So it's it's a very interesting tournament. I think, like I think this is one of the first times I can say. Genuinely, I think anyone you back is in for a chance. Obviously, it's such a small field. Apart from Stanson. Yeah, apart from... I wouldn't even say that. He's winner last time here, runner-up the year before. Yeah, so I think, Do you know yeah, what? That's an, so, entirely, it's an entirely unfair comment on him. <laughs> so, um, you know, I the one price that stuck out to me, and look, I know this is totally different, but Brooks beat... Deshambo four and three in their little in their little looked in great Nick looked, looked, great, looked Nick. in great Nick and he's yeah. pretty much double the odds Deshambo is this week so I find yeah, that very interesting that's very um, bizarre actually so I personally am all over Brooks Kepka at twenty one to one I I think that's a great price I think he looked extremely good against Deshambo and I know it was a bullshit fill me up full of money style exhibition game and it meant nothing to the two of them and to be honest they're actually probably extremely good friends and they probably actually don't hate each other at all but I thought he looked very good and when I see him at near the high end of the of the of the prices I think he's definitely worth uh, a punt um saying that my second pick is Colin Morikawa I think he looked absolutely flawless in Dubai. I know you saw it for yourselves with your own eyes, but I know Rory looked pretty much invincible the first two days, but had a slight blow up on Saturday, Sunday. But, you know. No way. No, no. Slander. Slander. No blow up. He was so unlucky and it pissed him off. And it happens to the best of us. Fair. So I just think Morikawa and Brooks Kepka. I think that's your low side of the market, high side of your market. I think you're well covered with those two personally. Nice. Yeah, so um, I had three. I'm taking two. Obviously, it's 20-man field here, so I'm not... Unless I was looking at someone at, a, like, one of the um, Stenson or guys down the lower end of the market as a top five, there's no real value there. We're, literally, if we can't pick a winner out of 20 guys, come on. Like, let's 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 get this done this time. So um, the three that I had, the one that came off was Tony Finau. Um, so Finau... I believe was second here in 2018. Um, he's like, he takes every box in terms of the track, every single box. Um, but I just, I left him off because um, he's, I think he seems to be quite well fancied this week. Um, I still think there's question marks over his ability to get over the line, even though he did at the Northern Trust last year. So I've left him off. The other two guys who I am definitely taking, though, both just as win bets. The first is Victor Hovland. So on the exchange, he's 11 to 1. So he's the same as the sports book, actually. There's no extra value. But he's a debutant here. We've no course for him to go off. Um, the nicest kid in the world. The one of the going to be 
the most elite ball strikers and golfers for the foreseeable future. Um, the sky is the limit for him. I'm absolutely convinced he wins one of the majors next year, and I'm going to say it's the US Open. So we're going to clip that for like months from now when I'm proven right. But anyway, um, yeah, Hovland, Hovland well, maybe, listen, we'll see. But I, I think I think Morikawa wins, and I'll give you uh, a very specific reason why he wins. Don't care that he's a debutant. Haven't seen him in the flesh a couple of weeks ago. My God, the laser beams that he hit are just they're un- unbelievable. He is also a total killer. We now know this for a fact. He was a killer to win his PGA. He was a killer to win the Open Championship. He was a massive killer to win the DP World Tour Championship, going five under for the last seven holes. When in that same space, Rory shot, help me out, three over? Mm, Two some, over? Some, uh, to be fair, once he, he three-potted that, that yeah. 16, that kind 16. of just gave up. Went straight, yeah, went to the bar, didn't, didn't pay attention, yeah. Yeah, we went to the bar, yeah, we did yeah. indeed. Good times were had. Yeah. Um, and then nearly missed our flights out of drunkenness. I, anyway, uh, but the the big reason why I want more cow is I'm looking at this tournament. This tournament is a bit of a jolly in the Bahamas for the for the, the great and good of the game at the end of the season. No one cares who wins the hero in the grand context of legacy of golf or anything like that. Don't know what the prize money is. I'm sure it's decent. I'm sure it's not astronomical at the same time. Colin Morikawa said when he won uh, the race to Dubai and the DP World Tour Championship, my goal is to be world number one as quick as possible. If he wins this week, the dream is fulfilled and he becomes the second quickest to get there from turning pro since, obviously, Tiger. So what he has on the line in a positive upside is massive compared to the rest of them. And that's why I think he goes and wins. I know who you're going to back. I, well, I already know, but there's only, for my money, there's only one other guy in the field who has something on the line, and I think it's a point to prove after what happened in Dubai, and that person is... Mr. McElroy, Donny, is that who you're referring Correct. to? Yeah. So, Leah, look, for, for me, I, I just think Rory is such a standout. He, he's he's back to where he was before, that the hype that I'm trying to think how long, how long ago, six, seven years ago that we Rory was the best thing in golf. Tiger obviously was was um going through his injury struggles. Rory's playing as good golf the last two months as he has uh, to, to memory, to be honest. Yeah, he's agree. back, he's back um with his with his old coach. He's playing with such confidence at the moment. He he won the CJ Cup, um, which obviously I, I was on him back then. Um, he should have won in Dubai. I mean, anyone that was that watched it or was there would probably say that Rory probably should have won that event. Obviously, fair play to Colin for taking advantage of him slipping up. But um, th- these type of easier track uh, shootouts on Bermuda grass greens, it just absolutely screams Rory McIlroy. He won the CJ Cup at 25 on there. Um, and, and I actually think that I got him at nine, 9.5 to 1 on the exchange this afternoon. I think that is massive value in a 20-man a field. So there's probably 10 of them that I put a line through that I don't think I have any chance of winning this week. And if you're giving me Rory McIlroy at close to 10 to 1 in a, a fielder, I think probably 10, 10 guys can win it. Um, it's just just a must-back must, must, back, must back for me. So I'm going straight win bet on him. I'm going five units uh, on, on McIlroy. And uh, yeah, look, I, I just similar similar feelings to when he when I tipped him up for the CJ Cup. I think he's he's just nailed on nailed on to win it. Uh, I am gonna do one little savior bet as well, just in case 
um, things don't go to plan, and that is taking a, a top five on Harris English, uh, who I got at just at about four and a half to one. So Harris English played in the Ryder Cup, obviously had a, a breakout season last season, hasn't really got going yet this year, but this type of track, it's it's a he hits the ball sneakily long. Harris English, he's an unbelievable, unbelievable putter as well, one of the best around. Um, so I just think those two factors combined should see him able to beat three quarters of the field. Um, but again, not, not huge confidence on that, but I'm just going to throw him in as a top five um, for, for a bit of interest and hopefully him and uh, and Rory come through. So McElroy for me, the main bet, straight win. And uh, Harris English is my uh, top five saver bet at nine, nine to two on the boat on the Betfair exchange, which Donny has lured me lured me into yeah it's, it's, the, it's the place to be man um not back in Maddie fits my goodness what a shock yeah just no not this week not this week <laughs> yeah listen it, it's it's a it's a relatively curious kind of event like it is interesting for the sense that you've just got a bunch of of, of killers yep. and stenson <laughs> only joking he's a major champion leave henrik stenson alone yep. um <laughs> yeah so i mean in terms of us uh, so we are recording a couple. We've got a couple of really great guests coming on. So we obviously already had John Murphy on um, the other day, which was just a brilliant chat. And it's great what to speak. What a gent. Fella. Yeah, proper cork boy. Um, you know, lived in lived in Louisville for a while now, playing golf out there. Hasn't forgotten his roots. I saw him. You need to give him a follow on Instagram. His golf swing is just incredible. He shallows the club so much at the top of his, at the top of his backswing. So if you're you know, a wannabe golfer or like a little swing aficionado watching YouTube videos. There's loads of talk about shallow in the club. Watch John Murphy do it. It's really, really impressive. Um, and yeah, we've we've got some other great guests who I don't want to divulge right now, but just wait and see. Um, yeah. I promise you, you'll enjoy those conversations. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation, even though things got a little bit um, uh, heavy towards the midsection but well, listen Donnie's just throwing, throwing his toys out of the pram as usual yeah, you know what I mean so I, I just I, I think this is one of the hottest topics in golf I think it's just a really interesting topic from a from a societal standpoint in, in terms of where our morals are at should we give a shit should we not let us know tell me I'm wrong tell me I'm an arsehole anything you want on uh, on Twitter or on Instagram um, so we're Finders Fairway on Twitter and we're Fairway Finders Pod on Instagram and uh, I think that's us for the week, is it? I think it is. Thanks, boys. That yeah, was what, what, I enjoyed what, what a pleasure, Donny. <laughs> and Brew. And Brew. What an absolute course. pleasure. Sound boys, I will talk to you. I'll talk to you next week. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so... Why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, he's he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.